This is the Braither Point. The enemy is as ancient as the war. Respect. Never underestimate the enemy. The first rule of war is to know when you're in one. Then know the battlefield. The terrain is always human. Discern via action, not words, friend or foe. Sheep from wolves. Victory or defeat depends on commitment. Faith defeats fakery. Infiltration is not immigration. Idealism is not realism. Religion is not God. Prayer talk is not kinetic. Yeshua flipped and whipped tables and traitors. Neighbor up, study up, train up, show up, link up with Team America and take it back. I'm a retired SOCOM soldier, DIA intelligence collector and ex-DEA special agent targeted by the deep state and turned whistleblower. Now your intelligence officer, repurposed as chaplain, teacher, leader, and truth teller. New mission, restore our fallen republic. Objective, defeat the deep state. Means, expose fake news. Tools, truth, discernment, and free will. Dear deep state Dems, Antifa, BLM, rhinos, and assorted traitors and enemies, foreign and domestic. Your masks won't silence us. Your shutdowns won't stop us. Your riots don't scare us. You're not as disciplined as the British. You're not as organized as the Nazis. You're not as fierce as the Imperial Japanese. You're not as brutal as ISIS. And we beat them all. You're next. Welcome. I'm Jeff Prather, and this is the Prather Point. Welcome, everybody. A couple of quick announcements. Uh, Please, if you want to, I'm still back on YouTube for now, so you can subscribe and like the channel. Also, go to jeffreyprather.com, J-E-F-F-R-E-Y-P-R-A-T-H-E-R.com, and subscribe there. All my casts are there as well, and you can subscribe for my free newsletter, and also at, rather, jp at jeffreyprather.com. If you want a deeper dive, uh, go to patreon.com slash jeffreyprather.com and uh, sign up there. I just had a newsletter go out. A couple uh, uh, quick announcements uh, before I get going is uh, President Trump has a new uh, website. It's 45office.com. And also, I am also live streaming to CloudHub uh, as well. And you can find me there on channel 162, The Prather Point. And everything will go up on jeffreyprather.com as always. Also, the border is always crucial. uh, And I have said that for a long time. I said, this is the land of the new dove, the Holy Spirit. I said that over 20 years ago for the uh, old timers. We'll remember that. And remember that the deep state began to first reveal themselves with fast and furious furious right here on the border. And it has not ended uh, with the illegal infiltration uh, of uh, drug uh, cartels and human slavers coming across, surging across the border. Uh, so uh, the border here has always been crucial. And a little update uh, on the Maricopa effort. So if you remember, 
the good guys uh, in Arizona and Arizona legislature are trying to get a real edit, audit rather. The uh, first audit was of course done uh, by the Black Hats. And I know how this goes because when I had my um, EEO complaint against Eric Holder for coming after my Christian religious beliefs because they were calling me a cult leader uh, and a um, uh, sexual predator. And the good news is they're telling those same stupid lies again, which means they don't have anything else to say. Uh, but they hired uh, the DEA and the DOJ hired an independent investigator who was a former DEA guy, uh, agent. He was also black. Uh, Eric Holder, of course, was black. Uh, and uh, whoever the SES uh, talking to me was, was black as well. And of course, because they were paying him, they found that uh, I had no basis for my complaint. So I'm not surprised that is what happened with Judicial Watch. Uh, Judicial Watch uh, just hit a stone wall where SCOTUS said that uh, Hillary does not have to uh, testify. And uh, my heartfelt prayers go out um, to Mrs. Ty Woods, who I was honored to bodyguard several years back. And she said, my uh, President Obama called my husband's death a bump in the road. If you're not sure who I'm talking about, I'm talking about 13 hours. Um, but what's going on um, with uh, the forensic audit is that the uh, players are now chosen. Um, and this is real-time uh, intelligence coming in. But the Senate took so long to pick uh, these investigators that they probably cannot be trusted. Remember the, the previous audit uh, was um, a cover up, And so they've taken so long, they've probably made their deals uh, with these people uh, at all already. So I don't think it's going to do anything. Uh, the governor is leading an establishment effort against uh, America First Movement and having uh, negative influence. So that's what's happening there. And again, if you're, if you're still thinking about head in the game. It's not a game. It's a fight. We're at war. If you're still thinking you're going to run more candidates, uh, you don't understand what has happened. I referenced that uh, in the air, in the interview with uh, Jeremy, by the way, about the uh, older Vietnam vet who didn't understand the fight he was in. Heart really goes out uh, to him. Uh, and we have to look at the war, understand the war, understand the terrain, understand the tactics that are being used uh, at that time. Because if you use conventional tactics in an unconventional uh, warfare or asymmetrical warfare theater, they don't work. And I will be talking about that uh, more in the future. Uh, but just wanted to uh, put some of that out there uh, as well. And uh, President Trump will probably be coming out with some other um, media formats too, uh, which I am not uh, at liberty to discuss uh, at this time. But uh, that is the, uh, and I'm not against the folks that are fighting the Judicial Watch uh, and the folks that are, are still trying to go through the rule of law, but the rule of law is long since gone. And I kind of made myself, I guess they stopped inviting me. I'm going to be speaking at Tulsa and Tulsa is sold out, but I used to do a freedom conference here uh, in Tucson with uh, Jeff Hutch, friend of mine. I said, Jeff, the rule of law is long since gone uh, completely. Uh, the FBI and the CIA uh, created an entirely fake investigation 
uh, case against Trump, which they did to me a decade ago. Then they created a fake report, which they did to me a decade ago. Then they leaked parts of the report, which they did to me years ago. Uh, and now media, big tech and big media has completely banned uh, the last best president of the last century, for sure. And perhaps the most popular president since uh, Washington. So if you think you're going to solve this by playing by their rules, uh, that is not the case. What has happened is the deep state is take, has taken over, as I said in my Christmas card, it's not Potter in the wheelchair, it's the guy behind Potter in the wheelchair. That's the deep state, that's the double government. We'll be talking about that more on other shows uh, in the future and getting more deep dives uh, into the uh, war and how to operate uh, against these folks. But uh, as my very popular interview with Jeremy um, went uh, on Tuesday, so many people don't understand that. And I'm, I'm talking about veterans uh, too, because it's very confusing. But also there is uh, an insurgency inside that. And so there's the deep state and basically the deep state said, we don't care who you voted for. We don't care what you want. We're gonna, go, we're gonna put this bumbling, stumbling, um, uh, sniffer and fondler of children up and you're going to uh, take it. Uh, and, and we don't care because they've pulled off all this other stuff, just like the FBI has, has been pulling off all these other um, false flags that I've been detailing uh, <clears throat> in their own reports. Remember the cast I did a while back where the FBI agent is going with the Muslim terrorist to the Texas event and then tries to flee. Uh, right after because they are getting away with it. So this is unconventional war and we have to understand it like that. Of course, as always, I'm never advocating anything illegal, immoral or unethical uh, or um, violence uh, as well. But of course, uh, I am on an open channel here and uh, the enemies are listening. And that's also about vetting. And Jeremy and I talked a little bit about that. And we're going to talk more about that uh, in the future as I get Team America out to all the different states. Team America, Arizona is just about ready to uh, go out. And just to mention that a little bit before I get going here more is so uh, a little tired today because last night uh, the HMAC, Handgun Martial Arts Center, which is a martial art I, I founded over a decade ago on the handgun. It's not kicks and punches with the handgun. It's how to use uh, the handgun itself as a martial art. And that includes AR pistol and shockwave. So it really kind of includes uh, long guns as well. It's different than one of my courses at warriorschool.com. I've taught literally uh, tens of thousands. I've had classes as big as 600 um, and usually five-day pre-deployment classes for all the military branches, for all the intelligence agencies, for a lot of federal agencies as well. But this is an ongoing martial art, uh, and that class is doing very well. And for those of you who aren't local, you're getting my HMAC DVD that's um, selling very well. And then if you want to, uh, you can always, if you're a former firearms instructor or SWAT guy or spec ops guy, SOT guy, Sephardic guy, Sephardic guy, and you're interested, uh, you can also get the uh, handbook as well and the membership, which is uh, $25. The DVD is 20. I say this all the time. And uh, the, the slow shipping is six. The fast shipping is 12. And in the fall, I'll be teaching an instructor course to get that going. Uh, because that is based upon constitutionality and creator endowed rights and the citizen warrior. So it's a perfect fit uh, for folks. And it's a club. Um, it's not a militia. Uh, it's, it's nothing like that. 
but that is one of our intimate circles uh, of intersected trust and earned trust. And that's real important to understand. So last night we had a range shoot and uh, we shot in the dark, had a lot of new shooters. They did real well uh, and had some police officers there too. And they, uh, at the end of the shoot, we we're doing our toast like we always do. And um, uh, police officers saying, wow, it's a great, amazing training. Um, should be about 600 to a thousand dollars, but, um, because it's part of the curriculum, uh, it was just a regular, um, Wednesday night class. Cause usually we're off range. Um, so that was real nice and people made a lot of progress, but to give you an example of team America, uh, those folks are team America showing up. And in fact, one of the black shirts, which is a black belt in, um, HMAC, uh, had, uh, been up that previous morning in the middle of the night because of one of my martial arts moms and daughters. The daughter is now in college. She had gotten in an accident and she's out of town, daughter's here in town. And so uh, she couldn't get a hold of me. So she got a hold of my black shirt, who's also a black belt in the dojo, also initiate, going to be a warrior apprentice, Philip Cooper. I'm going to put your name out there and praise you on the air. And he went and got her from the hospital and then uh, did his work for the day and then went up and sat the uh, range up uh, and then moved on from there. So that's exactly what I mean uh, by intimate circles of trust uh, by training together. And so you can look uh, at uh, what I'm doing as an example of what I am suggesting you can do, but it's all voluntary. It's all uh, up to you. Uh, but um, the processing centers here on the border are uh, overflowing. The conditions are uh, inhumane. Um, <clears throat> there's a PhD that says uh, COVID-19 was a biological attack. No big news there. I've been saying that for a long time. And again, that's bio warfare. Uh, that is certainly grounds uh, for war, just like uh, the attack of our embassy uh, under um, Benghazi was. Uh, but we just do not respond anymore because violence does solve everything, but violence is not the primary way of fifth generational war. Informational influence operations, psychological operations um, uh, are primary in that regard. But uh, stumbling, bumbling, Biden is saying that raising U.S. corporate taxes uh, will uh, make us above the Chinese corporate tax rate, will put us on a position to win global competition with China, which, of course, is ridiculous. But he knows nothing about business. And Trump was a businessman and changed everything by leveraging from a position of strength, a new agreement with China. Uh, and that is, when the Chinese signed that, that's just when COVID-19 was uh, released. And I've done lots of deep dives on that, not going to bother with that. But it was primarily a psychological operations and it worked great. Got all the sheep wearing masks, all the mask morons wearing a mask, all the mask Nazis enforcing that. Uh, and uh, that has gone so well. Uh, and of course, beware of the vaccine and what's coming on uh, from there. And the vaccine passport it worked better than they ever uh, thought it would. Uh, but um, we will see. Uh, meanwhile, and I've done many shows uh, on this, um, 
There's a report out saying that nearly 80% of the women and girls crossing into the U.S. by way of Mexico are raped or assaulted. This is not news. For those who have spent time on the border, uh, you can see the panties and bras hanging up from the uh, rape trees in the rape fields, and the ranchers down there can hear the screams uh, at night. There is nothing new about that. I said this a long time ago when I was on the James T. Harris show. I was that guy from that thing. James T. Harris, a black conservative. And I, uh, I was one of his uh, guests, his most popular guest, he said. Uh, and I said that the surge back then was brought about by Obama uh, sending Department of Agricultural people down to the consulates. Why? Because the Foreign Service was being watched and saying, hey, come on up. And I basically said, Obama's pimping kids and Biden's pimping kids. But this should be no surprise. You see the photos of uh, uh, Obama fondling a little Asian girl. You can see uh, the speedboat photos. Uh, you can look them up there uh, on the Internet of Obama and George Clooney with a little Asian girl uh, on her knees. And of course, you got plenty of video uh, of uh, Biden uh, fondling and sniffing uh, kids uh, all the time. Nothing new about that uh, at all. Uh, there is a Border Patrol report out of, that a little girl has lost her voice after a brutal gang rape uh, answering Biden's uh, border call, calls. And uh, Border Patrol, and I've worked extensively with BORTAC when I was DEA snowcap. That's the big uh, wooden uh, plaque there on my I Love Me wall. Um, the traffickers, uh, which I prefer to call them slavers, tossed a six-month-old baby into the Rio Grande during a Border Patrol pursuit in a boat filled with 67 adults and 150 children. Uh, that's how ruthless uh, these folks are, and you can't really fight a war with law enforcement. It doesn't work. I knew an ICE agent who had a uh, great female agent, Spanish-speaking, and she had been infiltrated by the cartel. She was uh, totally a double agent uh, sparrow happening. But meanwhile, uh, now that the uh, enemies of America, the Chinese who had to act because Trump changed the trade agreement, um, had to act and they enacted uh, the bioweapon and they also then uh, recruited uh, and um, addicted uh, and bribed and then extorted Hunter uh, and you're hearing something about some Republican congressman where you hear nothing about uh, Hunter's child crimes or Hillary's child crimes. But meanwhile, uh, illegal aliens without IDs are being allowed to fly. They're being able allowed to bypass TSA, which we have to go through. Citizens have to go. They're being given cash. And this is one way of insurgency. This is basically what happened uh, with all the native tribes with uh, the Europeans. Uh, the English coming from the east to the west and the Spanish coming from the south to the north is uh, infiltration by immigration to degrade the local native population. And we are going to be pushed just as the tribes were pushed. And that is uh, happening as well. And I'll talk more about that um, uh, in the future. But they're being they got notes saying, hey, I can't speak English. Please help me. Uh, they don't have to have IDs. Like we do, they, they're given cash. And of course, our public school teachers are going to go teach them in person uh, while our kids are um, left at, at home. And this is part of the psychological operation. I had a lot of, um, before COVID, I had a lot of 
uh, kids, students in my class, and a lot of the parents were uh, school teachers. And of course, being school teachers, they're almost all uh, left wing, but I got along with them okay. I, I, I said they can always express their point of view. Uh, but I'm going to express my point of view. But since this uh, happened, you know, they they have really uh, identified themselves with their roles, which is really tragic because uh, I was a soldier, I was a special agent, and I was an intelligence officer, uh, but that I was always at my core a warrior and a human being and a Christian uh, and a creation of the creator. And so my work as a warrior and as a human being and as a Christian is my centerpiece. And if I get to get paid for it as a soldier and a special agent and intelligence officer, so much the better. But my work is not my job. My uniform is not who I am. But unfortunately, uh, these young left-wingers are all in now with um, the trans, the the little NAS, uh 666 Nike shoe, blood shoe, which is just a total, you know, idiotic scheme, but people are paying attention to it. And of course it's evil. Uh, and, uh, their kids all suffer for it. Uh, and they are suffering for it. And it's very tragic and heartbreaking for me to see that, that they're focused on this, uh, silly identity of their job as opposed to of their work. Workship is the origin for the word uh, worship. Um, but I've seen this a million times, uh, just like I've been betrayed uh, many, many times. Uh, I've seen many people fall in this regard. There are other families uh, that I are still with us and they're struggling. Their kids are struggling, struggling to break addictions and they're trying. Uh, and that uh, makes the difference. But uh, the dojo, the chaplaincy, uh, the HMAC, uh, uh, all of those are examples of Team America. And I just got a uh, Team America application for someone up in Marin. I'm like, you're right here. Just come down and see me. But um, uh, uh, so be it. Had another person that I've worked with for a long time say, hey, do you want me to fill out application? Very successful businessman. I'm like, no, you don't need to fill out an application. It's uh, if I could, I would keep everybody uh, uh, anonymous to everybody else. But no lines of communication are secure, and I can't do that. So I transmit as I can, how I can, understanding uh, that I am that there's bad guys watching uh, all the time. And to move through that, just like Jeremy said, hey, we're vetting all the time. I'm trying to manipulate right now. I, I'm good now, but I could be bad. And that was really great. I don't do a lot of interviews because, frankly, there's not a lot of people I think worth uh, interviewing. I think usually I have too much important stuff to say, but I thought that was important uh, uh, to talk to him. And it was great and uh, very cool and loved that and thought it went uh, really well. So, um, just a couple other things before I dive in here with what I really want to talk about and that uh, they're trying to have the Security Improvement Act of 2021, which is HR uh, House Resolution 353, which is really a questionnaire. And this is kind of like what they're going to do with the military is they're trying to revise the oath and look for anybody who is a Christian uh, or a constitutionalist uh, who would oppose them. Uh, so because those are the last lines of defense. Um, 
uh, in the government, but the government is pretty much fallen. Uh, I know there's other people talking about the military as if the military is a personality and the military is not a personality. And for the most part, the officers, the higher op officers are blue team. They are Democrats. Uh, but the enlisted, uh, which is the backbone, especially in the non-commissioned officers and chief petty officers, um, are red team, are constitutionalists. Uh, of course, the most essential aspect there uh, is the non-commissioned officers and the enlisted. We saw that on D-Day when the platoon leaders and the platoon sergeants were moving around given direction and pretty much got killed off on both sides and the Germans kind of stayed fixed uh, and the squ next squad leader uh, took over and moved forward because of traditional American uh, leadership. So uh, thinking that the military is somehow going to uh, come around, most of the upper management uh, officers and senior officers, for the most part, aren't, they're bureaucrats. They're, that's how they got there, um, aren't going to come around. And the lower enlisted are going to uh, take their orders and follow their orders. But there will be certainly passive resistance. I do not see the military uh, firing on uh, Americans, despite what that Marine Corps study showed. Uh, but anyway, um, we are going to build this from a foundation similarly to the civil war where the southern states were aligned with secession originally secession from the union not uh slavery although slavery was an issue and became the issue when lincoln made it the issue uh, and the north who was uh, anti-slavery and by the way george washington freed all his slaves on his death uh the second president john adams had no slaves the third president uh, did but Regardless, uh, we are. It is not so much physical terrain, north and south, this time, uh, as emotional, intellectual, and moral terrain that is defining this fifth generational covert World War Four, and uh, that's why I am emphasizing the spiritual aspects because these school teachers uh, have no base. And uh, some of them are just going deeper. You know, when I've when I've spoken out about uh, the state of education, that's they've they've taken that as their uniform, as who they are, and they're all into posting, uh, you know, <laughs> trans, black, sodomy, kid stuff. They're they're all in for it, and they've got kids. They are going to sacrifice their kids. It's real sad to see. And others are working and trying to. Uh, learn and joining us. But the Blantifa crowd does, is not a family crowd. It's not a business crowd. All it knows how to do is destroy. Uh, like my uh, neighbor that says uh, she's doing art and she's tearing off the heads of dolls and putting it on other stuff. That's not creation. That's a destruction. So that's really important to have that foundation, uh, that spiritual foundation, because American exceptionalism is based upon our exceptional love of life and freedom, which is based upon our core values of uh, Judeo-Christian and uh, native. We just had Pesach, Passover, was that uh, Passover? Uh, and uh, that was uh, very good. And <clears throat> if you don't know, 
at Passover, Yeshua is sitting right there and he holds up the bread and goes, um, this is my body or this is me, depending on the translation. And if you don't understand uh, what he's saying, if you don't study uh, Judaism uh, and the basis of Christianity and the core values, which are the Ten Commandments, but at Pesach, the afekomon uh, is the middle um, piece of uh, matzah representing the Messiah. And then traditionally it's, it's hidden and the kids go find it and they leave the door open and set a place for Elijah in case Elijah wants to show up. Uh, but what uh, Yeshua, Jesus, a Jew is saying is very clearly when he holds up the Avicomen is, I am not hidden anymore. I am right here. Uh, and this is me. This is my body. I am this. And then this is my blood is the wine, which will be poured out. So it's not, uh, you know, when I was raised Catholic, like, wow, this weird thing he does. It's not weird at all. If you understand uh, him in the context of his culture, he is speaking as clearly as he can in uh, Jewish culture at that time. And anybody uh, who, who was Jewish would have understood what he was saying. So, uh <clears throat> That's where I want to go today, and I pretty much go this way every year. And this Sunday uh, at ChristChaplaincy.com, if you want to tune in, I will be doing the uh, service and the sermon at 9 a.m. Arizona time. And you can go, go, go to uh, ChristChaplaincy.com and get on the go-to meeting. It's not just listening. It is a two-way uh, conversation, uh, mentor to mentee. Master to disciple, ditiscalos uh, to matetes, as it is supposed to be, not professor uh, to classroom, as it is in Catholic uh, and Protestant churches. Uh, and um, I'll be talking th about this more in depth there, but I'm going to talk about it a little here because a lot of you won't uh, tune in. So this is uh, Easter. This is Resurrection Day coming up uh, this uh, Sunday where uh, Yeshua is uh, executed uh, and flagellated, tortured, and uh, crucified. And of course, he turns over the tables. I just referred to that in the beginning of the show. Uh, and he whips the moneylenders. Uh, and he says this will be torn down and rebuilt. And they don't understand what he's talking about. He's talking about him. But uh, he ensures that he will be executed because he ticks off both of the powers, the, the theocracy uh, and uh, the military dictatorship uh, there. So he, he knows clearly uh, what's coming. And he uses violence and he uses weapon and he uses political speech. For all you pastors who don't want to talk about politics and violence and weapons, uh, he does it all. So the way Christianity is, is portrayed today is not Christology by uh, any means. So, uh, but having said that, the most important part of that is, of course, the resurrection. As C.S. Lewis says, uh, if there is no resurrection, then it's all uh, worthless and it means nothing. And I want to go into that today because it's always, <laughs> it's all, and I get to work with a lot of uh pastors and ministers and uh, missionaries and everything, but <laughs> they always present this so poorly. Uh, like a friend of mine was like, 
uh, he died for us and there's nobody's ever died. Well, actually, yeah, there's a lot of people who have died for us. I just was looking at, at over some snowcap stuff the other day. Half a dozen of my uh, peerage went down together on an aircraft. Um, I got military. I've been to lots of funerals. So uh, that's not the case. Um, but the resurrection is the case. And so if there is this cosmic universe changing event that occurs, if Yeshua, the Messiah, Jesus, the Christ, uh, does rise from the dead and everything, and, and that should change uh, the universe, the, because that's not how the laws of physics work. And there should be a, a cosmic universe changing event. And if that did happen, uh, then there should be some evidence of that happening. And there is. And uh, that is the Shroud of Turin uh, and the Sudarium of Oviedo. So uh, if you, and of course we have the written uh, record. So the oldest Old Testament ever found is matches the New Testament because the scribes have to be very precise. And most of the New Testament matches very exactly, less so because it goes from um, Aramaic spoken to Hebrew to Greek to Latin to English and gets modified. But the, the Torah, uh, Hebrew to Hebrew, is pretty good. There's lots of um, changes that happen. That's why in the chaplaincy, we like the Victor Alexander's Aramaic, it's his native language um, scriptures, the, the best, although the Lamsa is pretty good as well. But uh, we have the written record there in the Gospels, and we also have uh, the, way, the witnesses, uh, and the first witnesses being <laughs> Miriam the Magdala, the watchtower is what that means because the guys are too scared to show up. The guys are hiding. Uh, the Magdala uh, is the one who goes uh, and goes to the tomb. And the, the tomb is empty. And in some accounts, there's two uh, angels there, kind of like the two angels at the garden. There's always uh, two uh, around, just like the two towers, the two pillars uh, in the temple. Uh, but uh, we have the gospel evidence and, uh, you know, that's always going to be referred to. And that's uh, Mark. And I always like Mark because Mark is the oldest and it's the um, action gospel. Um, and that's uh, chapter 1544. But Pilate wondered that he should be already dead and sending for the centurion. He asked him if he was already dead. And when he understood it by the centurion, he gave the body to Joseph. And there's a great new movie. My favorite movie of all time is Ben-Hur with Charlton Heston, the scene where Yeshua gives the, him water and the, the uh, sergeant uh, major <laughs> comes up and is, is stupefied by facing uh, Yeshua. But <clears throat> one of my new favorites is Risen. So if you haven't seen Ben-Hur, if you don't want to watch the whole thing, although it's fabulous, just watch the Water of Life scene uh, where Yeshua, given, Charlton Heston goes, God, help me. And he gets immediate help. Ooh, I'll cry. Uh, and um, the centurion comes over. And you can tell this guy playing the centurion has been a sergeant major. He's killed lots of guys, put his gladius through a lot of spines. And he is confronted by Yeshua and stupefies and turns away. So that's my favorite, but my, one of my, my new favorite, because most of the Christian movies are so schmarmy. Oh, they drive me crazy. I can't stand them. Yeshua is not a wimp. He was hard. Um, 
And um, anyway, the new one is Risen. I really recommend you watch it. It's really good. There's a couple minor things wrong with it. They say Magdalene's a prostitute. No evidence of that. Uh, he's not on the hill. There's only one place where he could have been crucified geographically. Uh, but most of it's really, really uh, good. And you can see the kinetic experience and you can begin to see in Risen the empire fall person by person by person, which is what we are going to do yet again. Uh, and before I forget, uh, so, uh, Steve, I think, came down from Washington and gave me that. He walked the Americas. And that is all of the oral records of the North American native peoples of the manifestation of the resurrection of the Christ. Yeah, he showed up too. They just didn't make the cut because of ethnocentrism uh, and uh, racism. So um, that is uh, really important. But uh, I don't really want to spend a lot of time uh, on the gospel because you'll hear them on Sunday uh, and I'll be quoting them more um, then. But it's Joseph of Arimathea uh, who asks uh, for the body. And he's a rich guy because uh, Yeshua had lots of rich guys sponsoring him. Uh, and um, he asks for the body and he has linen. And if you know uh, uh, Jewish law, you know, you can't, you can't mix the, the threads. Uh, <clears throat> uh, but, uh, and this is described that... Um, uh, Mary Magdalene came early. It was really Mary, the, Miriam the Magdalene, and she saw the stone was uh, moved away. Uh, and she went back and told the other disciples. So the first problem with modern Christianity is if there sh if who should be the primary uh, disciple should be uh, Mary of the Magdala because she's witness. She's the first witness, um, and she's not even included. So that's one of the big problems. Uh, it starts there, but. Uh, when they take him down, they do uh, around dead bodies what we still do, what I've done many times uh, around the dead is the first thing you do when you come upon somebody re uh, dead is you what, what do you do? Uh, you cover up their face because you don't want to be looking into those lifeless eyes because the spirit has flown. And so the first thing they do even before he's taken down is they put this cloth uh, over his face while he is still on the cross. And this is called a sudarium, which means basically it's a sweat rag. It's a, it's a dog rag. It's a wild rag. It's a stampede rag. It's the same thing we all wear. I, ride, I wear one when I'm Apache out. I got one around my head, around my neck when I'm cowboyed out and when the military uh, or sniper veil. It's the same thing. It, you can see all the Roman soldiers wearing. It's a sudarium, and that's the sudarium of Oviedo. And the sudarium of Oviedo uh, is an ancient relic, and uh, it matches the exact bloodstains of the Shroud of Turin. So I'm going to try something here. Wow, look at that. See, I'm getting high speed here. And so uh, I was <laughs> working on these uh, graphics. Uh, didn't get too too far into it, but there is part of the uh, shroud, and the whole shroud is uh, a very long piece of linen, of woven ancient linen that goes uh, under and over uh, the body. And early on, um, yeah, the uh, the 
tr- the Sudarium of Oviedo is in Oviedo, Spain. The Shroud of Turin is in Turin, Italy. Uh, and uh, early on, uh, these things get lost for some years and then they're found. And then eventually someone takes a modern photograph of it and they can't really tell much uh, from it uh, when it is normal. But when they get the negative, which is what you're looking at there on the graphics, then uh, from there uh, they get a positive. And it is a very clear image of uh, a man uh, who looks very much like uh, Yeshua, all the images of Yeshua. Actually, all the images of Yeshua today come from uh, the shroud. And there's actually some illustrations, some very early illustrations um, uh, out there as well. Now, <clears throat> I have a, a Patreon member who uh, is pretty, uh, <laughs> doesn't like all my stuff, but he's there. And, you know, I, I let him have his point of view. But I told him at one point to research the, the shroud and he just kind of blew me off said well wikipedia says well if wikipedia is your source you don't really need to be talking to me if you think so i do my homework i i know my stuff anybody who trains with me or employs me will know you so the shroud of turin is the most studied relic in the world period it has been through more analysis than anything else and uh it cannot be uh, so the, everybody says, well, well, there was, it was carbon dated wrong and the f- headlines came out in 88. Well, that has been proved to be false because there was a fire. And you can see uh, in the right image there where w- there was a fire in the, where it was housed. Remember, this is an ancient, ancient garment. Uh, and at one time it was in a fire and there, those stains there are from where it was folded. Uh, and uh, that's where molten silver from... Uh, from stuff on the altar melted on it. And of course the fire messes up the carbon dating. Further, uh, they, it has been repaired over the years on the edges. And so when the church, the Catholic church has it, finally let some scientists uh, uh, take a little snippet. Where'd they let it take a snippet? From the edges, but where had it been resewn? Well, on the edges. And also the carbon dating. So these arrogant scientists came out and said, oh no, it's a, it's, it's not that old. And before that, they had said it's a painting. Well, it's clearly not a painting. The, the, very, uh, the, the image is only on the top fi- fibers. It's very shallow uh, how, uh, how the image came. And also, you'd have to have this giant, uh, you have to be way back from it uh, to make it. So they can't figure out how it was made. And the uh, big sensationalized Wikipedia, hey, it's a fake, uh, has been um, long um, disproved. And of course, science is political. All you got to do is look at uh, climate science. It's totally manipulated. Science is as political as anything else. It's more political because it's through the education system. And the education system is the most left-wing uh, part of America. So there's been plenty of, if, I mean, you can read books and books and there's websites and you can get into this uh, over and over. Um, and uh, Susie asked, have I seen the shroud? I haven't seen the shroud. I've been to Our Lady of Guadalupe and I've seen the original um, Tilma uh, in Mexico City, which has a lot of sub images in it and is probably a painting. It's a really cool painting because it's full of sub images, but 
haven't seen the shroud. Um, but my dad, big devotee of the shroud. And, uh, so am I, but, uh, the important thing to understand here is if you look at the image there, you can see the white, uh, on the forehead. Those are, uh, blood marks, uh, from, uh, something sticking into that man who was definitely crucified. And the, so what I'm talking about is the intelligence and the evidence, because that's what this show is about. But yeah, I'm a chaplain and I'm a Christian. Um, but the, the blood stains on the, on the sudarium, the face cloth of Oviedo, and the blood stains on the shroud match up exactly. So if uh, it is a phony, these two documents are separated by hundreds of years and thousands of miles. And it, and it would be uh, impossible to uh, put these two things uh, together. And uh, that is uh, very, very important to understand. And so later on, chemical tests were carried out uh, after the radiocarbon test. And this was in 2013 using the Fourier Transform Infrared Spectrography and Raman Spectroscopy, given the results of uh, between 300 BC and 400 years BC. And so the cloth could in BC, of course, before Christ could have been made much long before that. Um, so there's nobody. Uh, so I believe this is the, the, the shroud of uh, Yeshua, the Messiah, but you don't have to believe it. I'm just telling you again, as I always tell you, uh, analyzed information, uh, which is intelligence and evidence. Uh, and if this were a court of law, the data points would be overwhelming. The, the conviction would be overwhelming if, if, of course, there was any justice left in a, in a court of law uh, today. Because again, if this was a cosmic changing event that had never happened before. And as I say, uh, if Yeshua the Christ pierced the walls of time and space to connect uh, to our Father in heaven beyond time and space uh, and was um, re-enlivened, then there should be some effects. Just like when you see the Star Trek uh, Enterprise come out of warp drive or something, there should be some kind of flash of light or there should be some kind of wormhole and there should be evidence of that. And there is. And the first part of it is the Sudarium of Odo is he's dead. Well, how do we know that? Well, I've been around lots of dead bodies. And the first thing we do when the eyes are staring lifelessly at you is you cover the eyes up. And so the covering of the Sudarium is he's dead for sure. Um, and uh, yeah, I know there's other people say, no, no, it goes to India and all that kind of stuff. But I'm just telling you, this is tools for your spiritual toolbox. Uh, and um, I'm just telling you how I go about this. And then uh, what happens uh, is something really spectacular. And remember on the story, there is no light image. It's, there's just bloodstains, but the bloodstains correspond exactly to the bloodstains on the shroud. Uh, so then uh, 
uh, he is wrapped uh, as as properly in the shroud and put in the tomb, and he is in, in the tomb. Uh, and then, uh, and I'm sorry, I really tried to get more graphics going. I was playing around with uh, stuff, and I'm going to work on that some more. But um, you can look all this stuff up on uh, YouTube, or maybe I'll have something up by Sunday uh, service. But then uh, something happens. And the and there is an event that creates this image. So this is definitely the body of a crucified man, uh, and he's got the uh, holes in his wrists. And the reason important for the wrist is in the movies they put it through the hands, but the hands would not support the weight; they would tear out. But actually, the Romans did it through the wrists, uh, and and the nail holes are there, the crown of thorns, and he has the side wound. Uh, as well. All the data points uh, are there. Uh, and there's plenty of, there's hundreds of uh, scourge marks all over the body uh, as well. And there's one eye uh, swollen, very much like in the Passion. The Passion gets a lot of it right, although I don't, I don't think uh, Yeshua spoke Latin um, when he's talking to Pilate, uh, but the arm is pulled out uh, dislocated. The thumbs are not showing as the thumbs are not showing uh, as in the early um, medieval depictions of the shroud, but the L-shaped weave of the shroud uh, is, uh, or the sidom is uh, shown as well. So just lots and lots of details uh, of the shroud. And again, the first images of Yeshua uh, as uh, a bearded guy show up um, after the shroud. And there was even uh, when there were pilgrimages being made, uh, there was even a badge worn that kind of that shows the the shroud as well. So there's lots of evidence, and people can trace uh, the movement of the shroud and the sidarium. Although there's gaps in that, of course, because it would be uh, hidden uh, at the beginning. But uh, what's uh, really important uh, after the fact that this uh, 1898 Italian uh, photographer. Uh, had taken the photo and seen the positive uh, image of the shroud. And this shows uh, the entire uh, body, although the hands are crossed over the groin, uh, from front to back. But the image, no one can figure out how the image was created. It is certainly not a painting. By no means is it a painting. It, it's burned into just the top, um, or rather the lower levels of the uh, the linen, just a couple of fibers. It's very, very shallow. And the best that they can, uh, that science, and every year science gets more out of this shroud. And I call this the gospel of light. In fact, I'm writing a book on this. Uh, but besides the blood matching up uh, with the sudarium is this image is created by some kind of light or heat. Uh, and it appears from the latest scientific analysis that the light and heat are radiating outward from every pore of the body. That there is a instantaneous flash of light, just like the Starship Enterprise coming out of another dimension. Just like, so I talk about the Christ connection piercing the walls of time and space. That's exactly what I'm talking about here. Why I say the Christ connection that's the most important part. Uh, and uh, the other part of this is, is that they've, they've experimented with this and the cloth drapes and creates a, a 
um, distorted image over the body and the face. And of course, the back and the buttocks flatten the cloth, just like if you stamped something. So the other thing they've concluded is that when this flash of light created this burned uh, negative image out of all the pores of body uh, of this crucified man, at the moment it happened, the body was weightless. And of course, if you are no longer ruled by the laws of time and space, that includes gravity. It's space-time gravity or the three dimensions there. So the image is created in weightlessness. That is the cloth on the front and the cloth uh, between uh, the stone and the body at the time it is created are weightless in an instantaneous creation. Further, uh, and they've also even made, um, now as science catches up uh, with reality, uh, uh, that they can start to see fingers of the left hand moving because the, the, it's like an x-ray blurred as it happens. And so there is enlivening happening there. And they've also made, they've also found that there's three-dimensional data and they've actually made, and you can look this up uh, online, they've actually made uh, images, three-dimensional images uh, of uh, who I say uh, is uh, Yeshua. And so then this uh, cloth uh, has been um, created in a way that nobody can understand, creating a three-dimensional image with, and as we catch up with technology, we're finding more and more information stored uh, in this, uh, and it, it cannot be explained. They've even identified a very rare blood type. AB is the type in the shroud, um, which is uh, very, very rare. But um, even more significant, though, is they've looked at pollen uh, on, and so the when the shroud was when the shroud was around the man uh, in the tomb, the whole shroud was covered with flowers. So he was greatly loved and mourned. Um, and the, the pollen of the flowers corresponds to the time uh, in Judea Samaria uh, in the Middle East. And so if you've been to any of my training, you'll know the Inde, the Apache use Hadantin, which is cattail pollen, bright yellow. And we, we put it on the cheek or sometimes we're putting it on the foot in deference. And the reason is, is because, and that's kind of like Catholics with holy water and, or oil, or, you know, if we're house cleaning, putting um, salt crystals in corners, because all of that contains energy. But the reason the Inde and we use pollen is because pollen lasts. So after thousands of years, the pollen is still on the shroud. So if you are, in, if you are sending the Holy Spirit through you, if you're in the Christ connection and sending it through you and blessing with it, then a remnant of that energy, of that power, that DE, it stays with you there. And it is still there on the shroud and it corresponds correctly. And of course, uh, 
big tech, big science, big gov, and certainly big church do not want you to know any of this because this increases your faith and faith increases freedom. Um, and that is very important uh, to uh, understand. And um, they have even found uh, in electron microscopy, microscopic microscopy, high levels in human body of nanoparticles of creatine, uh, byproduct of the breakdown of creatine phosphate in muscles, indicative of severe trauma and lack of oxygen. Of course, if you know anything about the crucifixion, it's because he can't pull himself up anymore uh, to breathe. It's supposed to be a very painful way of slowing everybody to watch to death. And so that when I do my inter introduction of uh, it didn't end with just another crucifixion on Golgotha. And um, there's only one crucified uh, body that they have found, although the Romans crucified thousands, tens of thousands. Um, with Spartacus, the slaver revolted, they lined the road uh, with the crucified. So that's another good movie with uh, Kirk Douglas. If you haven't seen that one, uh, you should watch that one. I am Spartacus. And so, um, this is really important. And, uh, you know, I do my shows on what I think is most important for me to uh, tell you. So I'm not an entertainment show. Somebody said, gosh, I hope you got good news for you. Or somebody else said, oh, this is so depressing. You know, I'm not here to depress you and I'm not here to oppress you and I'm not here to entertain you. Uh, I say what I am in the opening of my, sh uh, my show. I am repurposed as chaplain, teacher, leader, and truth teller. And that's what I'm doing. And uh, whether I'm doing it with interviewing Jeremy or I'm doing it uh, talking about the shroud and, and the sudarium, uh, I am staying on mission. And you should stay on mission because it's not if things are going to get worse, it's when things get worse. It is, they certainly plan on making everything much worse and the herd will be called, but uh, the most committed will win and the most committed have a transcendent value system. So I'm not going to uh, throw a bunch of Sunday school stuff at you, but I'm as your intelligence officer, I'm showing you the intelligence, the analyzed information. Uh, and this is the most analyzed relic in the world ever period. And then com that combined with the Sidarium, combined with the Gospels, combined uh, with then the change in the apostles, by the way, the human record, which is uh, after the crucifixion, they're afraid. After the resurrection and the manifestation, they're fearless and they all go to their deaths happily. Something changes everything there for them. Um, it's really important because uh, times are always hard, but times are going to get uh, harder. Uh, but uh, the reason they are censoring churches in America, just like in China, just like Rome did, and the Romans said the same things uh, about early Christians uh, as they said about Trump, as they said about me, look it up. It's the same old template. There's nothing new about it. It's the same old lies from the same old liar because they are afraid. And so if you, if you listen to Yeshua or you listen to when an angel shows up uh, or you listen to me, we all say the same thing. 
Fear not. God bless, keep the faith and hold fast. We're not always winning, but we will win. Tyrants always fail. Tyrannies always fall. The price is expensive, without a doubt. But I am willing to pay it, and Jeremy is, and others like us are. So you can choose to stand with us as the Didache, the handbook, the Gentile handbook that I've talked about, uh, says there are two ways, the way of death and literally the way of life, and they are vastly different. So freedom is never given. It must be taken. It must be earned. It must be won. So have a blessed Easter Resurrection Day, and you are welcome to join me uh, on Sunday for service. But remember, freedom must be taken, and we must take it back through Team America. God bless.